Hey guys, welcome to the Lane Foundations Podcast. This is your co-host, Davis Hambrick. Joining alongside me today is Walker Lott. What's up, Walker? What's up, man? Doing good. Just got out of a little Sunday or Thursday, a small group. Having to record in the car, but it's all good, man. How are you? Good. I can uh, see your face very clearly. That's right. <laughs> it's got, I'm trying to get in the light for you. There you go. I can see the new haircut, too. It looks good. Oh, yeah, right? Look at that. Did you get a haircut? Seriously? It looks like it. I did. Yeah, there you I go. got one today. Yeah, man. What you think of our show today? I thought it was really cool having Temple on, especially yeah. since he's in our small groups. Now we got to learn a little bit more about what he does on a daily basis. Right. Temple's a really cool dude. You know, for our audience, I've known Temple since I got into building science at Auburn, but um, it's kind of cool just getting to know him personally. I mean, I, I know him personally, but to get to hear more about what he does on a personal level with Doster, it was really cool. I loved one of the biggest takeaways I heard was about how Doster invests in their employees about how they're spending yeah. three times a year that Temple gets to go and learn from the, the older PMs and the senior PMs. And they're getting to, he's getting to be along with PMs in his position or APMs right now, and they're growing them. And that's what, that's why, you know, there's a culture or a company that really cares about um, obviously their employees, but about investing in their future. No, I completely agree. It, it was really, you know, we, we talked a lot about what you need coming right into it or the skills and traits that you need to develop. And he brought up some really good points, really good ideas that we haven't heard before, especially towards the end where he asked our questions, you know, but one of them just, I mean, uh, we talked about before, but having thick skin, but also the ability to communicate and the ability to have conflict and not let it rule your life. You know, you're going to have conflict every day, but the ability to manage conflict and handle it uh, is, is a skill that you have to learn. So that's yep. it's something huge we talked about. And I really loved it. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. But without further ado, Temple Bowling. Are you tired of being told to just be yourself at an interview? Do you leave interviews wondering if you nailed it? Well, in 2022, Laying Foundations is here for you. We'll be offering a career prep service to help you land the job. To start out, we'll book a free consultation call to get to know you, your interest, your personality, and what you feel least prepared when heading into an interview. After that, we'll update your resume to industry standards, walk you through your track to growth, hone in your elevator pitch, and show you how to stand out amongst other candidates. To learn more, go to our website and click on career connections at lang-foundations.com. Temple, welcome to the show, brother. We're excited to have you on uh, off camera. I get to see you every week on our on our Zoom Bible study with Davis. Yeah. He does a great job leading it, but we are pumped to get to learn a little bit more about you and your role in, in construction and everything that you do on a daily basis. So to begin with, who are you? What do you do? And where are you from? Yeah, well, uh, thank you and Davis for having me on. Yeah, I enjoy those weekly Bible studies as well. Davis does a great job. Um, but I'm Temple Bowling. I'm from a very small town called Barry, Alabama. Probably nobody listening has heard of it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, I graduated with 42 people. That's how small it is. It's a small 1A school in rural Alabama. Oh, man. That's uh, crazy. Yeah, yeah. I uh, went to, after graduation, I went to Shelton State first. I had a scholarship there. I went there for two years. It was way better for me uh, adjustment-wise. My brother and sister, they were smart enough to go straight to Auburn <laughs> from the high school we went to, but I needed a little adjustment to actually bear down and learn how to study. Me too. Um, yeah. And then after Shelton, I went, uh, I always knew I was wanting to go to Auburn um, for building science. Uh, since I can remember thinking about what I want to do, it was construction. Uh, my mm -hmm. dad did construction 
Um, and so I just grew up going there, working whenever I could for him throughout high school and community college. Um, and then after Auburn graduation, I uh, up in Birmingham at Doster Construction. I'm as a project engineer there right now in the multifamily division. Um, my project I'm on currently is in Huntsville, Alabama. It's a seven building with a clubhouse development by um, by the Hayes Nature Preserve up there in Huntsville. So it's a pretty cool site. We have a connection to the preserve and a river tie-in. So it's a really cool site um, to be on, honestly. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all comes out together. Yeah, I think that's cool. Walker, Temple's the first person that said that he knew he wanted to go into construction. We've had, what, 49 <laughs> episodes. Seriously, that's crazy. That, you're really? not wrong. Most people end up doing engineering or, yeah. I don't know, oh, school, no. like <laughs> education, something like that, yeah. and then they switch to yeah. instruction. Yeah, now engineering was out for me when I realized how much math and science you still had to do after mm. Cal 1 and physics. Uh, <laughs> um thermodynamics and all that was oh, not yeah. my stuff Thank you. um and i think one thing another thing that kind of always turned me away from engineering all the people i knew that were engineers did what i wanted to do they just went the hard way mm, <laughs> to me building yeah. science was the yeah. easy way because i mean one of my best friends at doster he was a civil engineer um yeah. like, man you did all this hard work to do right. what i'm doing but, but yeah um, michael michael in our bible study he's an engineer Oh, really? yeah, and so we learn the easier stuff in building science that they come out not knowing what right. all to do. Like it's not hard stuff. It doesn't take engineering guys long to learn, especially. Right. Right. Um, but they smart. do not. They <laughs> yeah. come. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, yes. they come out not being able to put into practice what we did in our class setting because right. it's just they were engineers. Temple, I think it was cool just you know to hear that you said you knew you wanted to be in construction. Well, tell us about yeah. how you knew that. I know we've talked personally about what you and your dad used to do, but tell yeah. me a little bit about, uh, or tell our audience about what did, you, what did you do and how did you know you wanted to be in construction? Well, I would probably say high school, um, we had FFA, Future Farmers of America, um, and the ag teacher was a uh, really good uh, influence on my life um, as far as like teaching me hands-on things from seventh grade all the way to 12th grade. I had them at least once a year, really? um, sometimes both uh, two semesters of the year, both semesters I had them. Um, but, and so I started welding uh, towards probably 10th or 11th grade. I started welding and that's, that's the only time I questioned not doing construction. I was like, man, I can go to Shelton, get a two year welding degree. That's cool. Go be a pipeline welder, you know, cause I'm an introvert. I can just, be on my own and not have to what? be around people i am i know well when it comes to people i don't know you know i That's i'd true. rather spend my weekends working if i'm getting paid than going out hanging out with people when i'm playing golf i'll play golf but <laughs> so i was like man i may just do that but then i was like well i know i'm i need to dedicate myself to construction i think is how i was being led so um hmm. so yeah I, I would say probably around high school is when i really just was like yeah i mean Working with my hands, I was always hands-on. I could picture it, picturing it and putting it to paper. I could picture it and build it. Mm. My brother is the other way. He's the arts. He can put it on paper and it looked amazing. But I can actually think of something and be hands-on. So I was like, man, I just, I think it was already critical thinking is what I was already doing. Mm. And that's really, uh, Walker said earlier before we started, it's not really project managing, it's people managing and really just critical thinking of, hey, let's figure out how to manage this issue. Yeah. Right. Um, hmm. 
Mm. And so that's just when my, I kind of started clicking like, Hey, my brain works like this, you know, realistically, analytically, you know, take anything, put it aside and just figure out what, how to go from here and fix the problem. So I think that's where I kind of started realizing is my brain was just built for that kind of setting of a job yeah. and just always being around construction growing up. Really. I loved it. I loved when I was a little kid, I loved seeing all the big heavy civil equipment. Um, you know, my dad was in the, uh, civil group at Bill Harbor. So I got to see a lot of the equipment growing up and he would always show me stuff. And he had the little toys, you know, of course, like, uh, <laughs> bugs on his uh, yeah. desk. That's right. Um, so I always, it was just, I think that's why I always knew is just being around it and knowing my brain and myself worked better that way. I think I just, that's it cool. just clicked. Yeah. That's cool. You know, I often think about on a job site, the people that can handle stress very well, or that conflict or whatever it is in construction. Sometimes I figure it's from the guys that have the most experience because they've been in it so long that they just know how to deal with stress. And so it probably correlates to their home life as well of, you know, we have to deal with such conflict and moving parts and trying to understand all the different pieces going on the building. And then when mm-hmm. we get home, it's kind of just like, okay, well we had a day. I mean, I'm just going to relax and take it easy. But right. then you talk to someone outside of work and you hear about their day and how stressed they get and not to speak poorly about anyone but just to say like you know you hear something they said and you're like that didn't seem all that stressful to me you know like i just started to think about oh, how no, the conflict 100%. management yeah that's the thing you know yeah no 100 percent. the cool thing about construction is that it's, it's a new problem every single day yeah so yeah. a lot of jobs <laughs> don't a lot of jobs you do the same thing over and over again. And, and it's the same exact thing with construction. You get something new, like you might be doing the same sort of task, but the problems that come up are going to be ever changing. And you're constantly having to solve, how are we going to make this better? How are we going to settle this cost? How are we going to pull from our contingency or replace this? Or, you know, we went over budget on this price, but how are we still going to be under budget over here? And there's, there's always, right. always something to do. And that's, what's really fun about, any job in construction is there is always a problem to solve right always no it's funny you say that davis i agree not that any other person's stress job but they consider stress their job is any lower or less i'm just like man i could feel like i could fix that in 30 minutes and then move on most of my problems if i fix it usually there's another problem after it that we just fixed we got to go like walker said there's here's the next one (laughs) um it's pretty funny because you say that it, it is repetitive like don't get in that repetitiveness i feel like ever even though because for instance doster we have two jobs right now going on same owner same amount of buildings same building types same amount of units you know just only difference is this location of the site um and yet we both have had different problems some have had this problem because they're ahead of us they're they're ahead of us by a few months they've had these problems and has allowed us to mitigate the problems before they happen yeah. But then we've also had problems come up that they whether they may have missed the problem or they didn't have or just for whatever reason didn't have that problem come up. And we're like, how does that happen if we have the problem come up and y'all even never had to deal with it? Right. And it's the same exact type job. So, yeah, I agree. It's, construction is I think that's what keeps me wanting to go every day. And, you know, some people say you got to love your job to do it. I, I mean, that's what I love to do is like every day I know I'm going to have something to do, not just mm-hmm. sit there. Oh, I know. Um, but then, you know, 
then you look up and it's already five o'clock. You're like, wow, I did nothing today. I felt like, cause yeah, I had just exactly. had stuff coming in. <laughs> right. And it's, it's weird because I don't know if I, Timmy did a great job at helping me there. Cause I don't think I explained that well enough, but to think about it, just, I don't know, just from a perspective of when I talk to someone outside of work and I hear about their stress, it's because I've been through so much at work and I just learned how to handle it that that way. Yeah. That's how, that's my nature now. Like, you know, me contemplate, you know how it was very OCD, very right. analytical, very just high strung right. about things and gotta be moving, gotta be doing something. And now I just learned how to just take it easy one step at a time. Yeah. We're going to work through it. It's better as a team instead of just Davis being right. But um, man, I just made myself sound like crap, but you know, the point <laughs> behind all that is like, you know, there's good things to construction like temple said if you start this job in construction you're going to look at the clock at at five o'clock when it's time to go home and you're going to go man i didn't do anything today and really you accomplished so much yeah no i agree and i think that's where also like you say that stress management i think that's one of the biggest skills you can have if you're trying to be a project manager um, is not just managing the job, is managing the stress the job puts out. Um, I agree. I just, I think not that any other job doesn't have stress, but we just, we have, we deal with it on a daily basis that the problems eventually, big problems as a project engineer, by the time you're a PM, you may be like, oh, easy fix. Easy. Even though it was a big problem at one point, now we've learned to manage that problem for one and the stress that comes along with it. We're like, well, we know how to do it now. And we right. don't yeah. stress out as much. You know, another thing, Davis mentioned it slightly and we kind of touched on it, but conflict management is huge. And that goes yes. into the people management thing, you know? And so honestly, if you're scared of conflict, <laughs> it's going to be hard to be a project manager or superintendent. Right. Be- right. Because that's you, you do it every day it, between your yeah. own team between right. the vendors, between the, the subs, between the owner. We had this past week, we've had not fireworks, but we've had stern conversations yeah. and calls about schedules or about right. money or about, you know, time delay, whatever it is. And those aren't easy conversations and they're kind of awkward, no. but you have to just welcome it. You know, so now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, it's kind of fun. It's, it's fun yeah. to talk to someone because you don't, you're not disrespectful by any means. You, you are stern, you know, and you're like, hey, th- this has to be done. This is the reason mm-hmm. why. And you have, you have to have explaining behind, behind it. In construction, you learn why. You learn how to explain it because if you just say something to someone and you don't give them a why, then they're going to be, okay, cool, whatever. But if you're right. like, we need this done because X, Y, Z. And if this doesn't happen, then this is going to be the, ca- you know, the cause. And, and you, you really learn how to explain mm-hmm. things. So Temple, what what's a huge difference or what's something big that you learned just coming from college versus being in the actual working world? Yeah. Um, good question. Yeah, I, I will. I agree. That's a good question. I think honestly, what you just said, the conflict conflict management was a big thing that going from an intern, you know, being three months at a company, maybe four max, you don't get to always see, you know, how actual jobs going if you're on a job sometimes you get in and out but you could have those three months that no like you said no problem that you got to have a kind of stern sensitive conversation with 
Um, I would say I think that's one of the biggest things I learned to adjust because at first I was very nervous about stepping on anybody's toes, sub, architect, <laughs> ID team, owner. <clears throat> I wasn't a pushover, but also right. wasn't being as stern as I could have been. Um, and I think that comes with growth. I mean, I've only been a PE, you know, for a year now, and I, I've been on the job almost a year now. My job started in March. Um, and I've already gotten, you know, I've learned that line of, Hey, I don't need to raise my voice. That's another thing is I've had, I'm quick to anger sometimes. So I have to be sure to check myself and do work on my conflict management and, you know, be stern. I think another thing I would take out of just the first year is you still really fly by the seat of your pants, but I felt like I had to know everything and we had to get everything done. Like you know, if you miss this deadline, oh, it's horrible. You're going to, you're going to get in so much trouble. And like, yeah, you still need to hit deadlines, but when you set a goal of like, Hey, let's get it done like this. And it gives you that buffer. We try to always give ourselves a buffer. Like, Hey, let's try to get it done by here. Mm-hmm. And that way we still have, you know, a buffer. If we don't, for whatever reason, get it done, it's less stress. So I, I try to do that. I try to say, Hey, I'm going to try to get this done on this day. So that I don't let it keep, you know, just snowballing to where then I'm behind on like six things. I think that was another thing is learning that you still almost fly by the seat of your pants in construction your whole career. Every day. day. Pretty much. So I think that was the thing I realized because I was like nervous. I was going to get fired because I messed something up on submittals just a little. Missed an ASTM that wasn't highlighted or that wasn't the correct one that was supposed to be. You know, I was just really worried that if I didn't have everything dotted and crossed that I was, it was just not going to be right. And so that was another thing I realized was, Hey, I'm still, you know, you still go step by step and it's, it's just a process. Um, I will say building science, the curriculum we did was some busy work, but I think it prepared me the best it could have prepared me as far as going to my basics, you know, go, all right, I know to look here in the drawings, know which steps to do to figure out a problem. I think building science at Auburn did great at, teaching us you know yeah you can work the problem out knowing the basics of right. construction you can figure a problem out if you know where to look who to call to look um that's another thing i like now is i can call a sub or an architect instead of in class figuring out myself right. in google i call a sub be like hey man you're it's the electrician tell me, tell me yeah no it's not cheating you're the electrician tell me what i need here um i think those are the two biggest things was conflict management like you said is a big thing um, and then not having to p- have everything planned and crossed and dotted, still preparing and having stuff done correctly and meeting deadlines, but not thinking I'm going to be perfect always. Yeah. yeah, I got two things off of that. One is just Temple Walker mentioned it before, like I think maybe episode three, four, really early when we started our first uh, podcast, but he said, you know, you come to find out that even the higher ups executives, they're still flying by the seat of the pants. Everybody yeah. construction is just so busy, like on fire, ready to go that they they don't know. They they just they ask good questions, they listen to people, they learn how to have a conversation. They they learn, you know, the emotional intelligence side of how someone reacts whenever they say something that okay, ooh, I don't know what I went there. Okay, I got something out of him, and I, that's what made me think of uh, the conflict management piece. Just for me. Going back to my days at Auburn, whenever I was a laborer, really, um, you know, I used to think about how my a certain boss would come up onto me and, and be kind of harsh on me when I've been busting my butt sweating. You know, my response is not going to be the best when I'm out here 
working my butt off. You haven't been here. And then you start telling me what to do. And so I've approached that way on the job side. I know you, y'all were just talking about uh, maybe being a little bit more stern. For some people, they probably think that I'm a pushover at work. They probably do because I'm very kind. But I wait after there's might have been conflict. I wait, I think about it, and then I go back and talk to that person after they've cooled down because I don't know, it's just me. I don't, I don't like, I mean, I can, I can get angry, just like you said, Temple, but I've noticed just for me, whenever I start to get angry, I lose my thoughts, I lose my words, I just start saying stuff that don't need to be said. And so what Same. I do is I go back and I approach them and I just kind of bring it down and then we work through it. But you know, this is the conflict management piece um, in construction. Um, especially in the field side, I think that there's a lot of room for growth. I'm sure y'all could say that oh, even yeah. in, in the in the in the office. But thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast today. We cannot tell you how thankful we are for every single one of our listeners, and we genuinely want to know and learn about you a little bit more. So if you're interested, uh, maybe sending us a question or just saying hey or wanted to talk to us a little bit, please reach out to us at contact at laying-foundations.com. If you need, if you didn't hear that, didn't understand it, you can go in our show notes and just click on the link and write us an email, please. We would absolutely love to hear from you. Seriously, me and Davis get excited every single time we get an email from one of our listeners. It, it, it genuinely makes our day. But if you want to find out a little bit more about us uh, via social media, Davis is going to tell you a little bit how to do that. Yeah, thanks, Walker. Guys, like Walker said, reach out to us any way you can. We appreciate feedback, whether you like it or not. You know, it helps us grow in any way. We're welcome. We're, we're here to listen. And whenever you guys tell us, we're going to try to implement that into our strategy. But how to get in contact with us on social media. We have a LinkedIn account called the Lang Foundations Podcast. We have uh, Walker, Walker Lott's LinkedIn profile. We have Davis Hambrick LinkedIn profile. We have a TikTok page called Lang.Foundations. We have an Instagram page, Lang Foundations. And then, you know, that's where we're at. These are all down in the in the show notes. But, guys, we just want to put this out there and – However you want to get in contact with us, we're, we're, we're imploring you, please just reach out to us. We'll respond. We'll get back to you. And we want to hear from you. That, that You're the reason, one of the reasons why we're doing this. We want to hear from you. We want to hear feedback. How can we grow and how can we get better? Because like we said before, um, receiving accountability and receiving feedback is one of our core values. And that defines Walker and I at our core. We want to hear your feedback. And we want to be, be held accountable.